Bible to Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 3. <clears throat> We've been studying manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we're praying for a move of the Holy Ghost. We're praying for an awakening to take place across this nation and throughout this territory. Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, we know when we're talking about an awakening, we're talking about a move of God. And what we're talking about when we're talking about the move of God, we're really talking about a move of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Come on, say hello, Holy Ghost. Because he's right here. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we talked about the physical, mental, and material side of the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. But we said we can't discount the spiritual side of the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Once again, I believe they work hand in hand. Amen. God will use the physical, mental, and material manifestation to get people's attention to set them up for the spiritual manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Amen? And I believe he's bringing them both together. Amen. But we talked about last Wednesday, we talked about there's a supernatural aspect of the manifestation of the Holy Ghost that we need to focus on. It's not talked about much. Amen? Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 3 once again. It says, And he put forth the form of a hand, and he took me by a what? A lock of my head. And the spirit did what? Lifted me up between the heaven and the earth and brought me into, in the visions of God to Jerusalem to the door of the inner gate that looked towards the north. And there was the seat of the image of who? Jealousy. Verse 4. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there according to the vision that I saw in the plain. But take note that it was the spirit that brought him to the glory. But it says the spirit did what? It lifted him up between what? Earth and heaven. This was a manifestation of the spirit, folks. He, he literally felt the spirit of God lift him up by the hair and suspend him between heaven and earth. He wasn't daydreaming. Let me say it again. He wasn't daydreaming. This was real time. Tell your neighbors, real time. And we've seen this wasn't the only time Ezekiel experienced this. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 12. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 12. Where it says the Spirit did what? He did what? He took me up. Somebody say, Spirit, take me up. <laughs> he took me up and I heard behind, him, behind me a voice, a great rushing saying, blessed be the glory of the, of the Lord from his place. Once again, it says the spirit did what? Took him somewhere. The spirit took him before the throne of God. Look at verse 13. And I heard also the noise of the wings of the living creatures that touched one another and the noise of the wheels over against them and a noise of great rushing. So the spirit did what? lifted me up and took me away. He did what? Lifted me up and did what? Took me away and I went in bitterness and the heat of my spirit, but the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. Verse 15, then I came to them that, then I came to them of the captivity of Tel Aviv that dwelt by the river of Shabar and I sat, I sat where they sat and remained there what? astonished among them for how many days? I guess you would be astonished too. 
Come on, if you experienced something like this, you would be astonished. Amen? He was astonished for seven days. And I said, said last Wednesday, the Holy Spirit is about to take you to some places that you've never been. And it's not going to be by Delta or American or Carrie's favorite spirit. <laughs> go to Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 24 say I'm about to go some places amen and the God Spirit God left this in the word of God why so we can believe for it faith still comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God we can still have faith for something like this to happen in our lives. It's not that far-fetched if I see it in the word of God. Because why? God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same God. Ezekiel eleven twenty four. 24. It says, afterwards, the what? The Spirit, what? Took me up and brought me into a vision by the Spirit of God into what? Chaldea to them of the captivity, so the vision that I had seen went up from me. The Spirit of God took him up and brought him somewhere. Is this possible? Is it possible? Is it in the Word of God? Matter of fact, look at Ezekiel chapter 40, verse 1. He experienced this pretty often. Ezekiel chapter 40, verse 1. It says, in the five and twentieth year of our captivity, in the beginning of the year, in the tenth day of the month, in the fourteenth year after that, the city was smitten, and the selfsame day, the what? The hand of the Lord was upon me and brought me thither. And in the vision of God brought he me into the land of Israel. And he set me what? He set me what? He set me upon a high, very high mountain. Did he climb that mountain? by which was the frame of the city on the south. And he brought me what? And he brought me thither, and behold, there was a man whose appearance was like the appearance of brass with a line of flax in his hand and a measuring reed. And he stood in the gate, and the man said unto me, Son of man, behold with thy what? Eyes, and hear with thy what? Ears, and set thy heart upon all that I shall what? Show you. For to the intent that I might show them of thee unto thee art thou brought hither, declare all that thou seest to the what? To the house of Israel. In other words, God's saying we're about to behold some things with our eyes. We're about to behold something or hear some things of our ears, amen, that's going to rock our world. And we said this is Old Testament. And then we said let's see if we can find this manifestation in the New Testament. Go to Acts chapter 8 verse 38. Acts 8.38, and it says, He commanded the chariot to do stand still, and, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the what? The eunuch, and he what? He baptized him, and when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord did what? He did what? Caught away Philip, and the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. 
Now, if it says a eunuch saw him no more, that means this man disappeared. As they, man, they, they both went down in the water together. When they got up out the water, he was gone. <laughs> and then it says in verse 40, but Philip was found where? At Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all cities till he came to Caesarea. Azotus was 25 miles away. What was his mode of transportation? <laughs> the Spirit of God. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord did what? Caught him away. Philip was translated. Somebody say translated. Is it in the Bible? Is it in the Bible? And folks, this is happening today. Amen. I looked at two testimonies last week, but I'm not bringing them today. Amen. But we also looked at what made Philip, amen, so special that something like that would even happen to him? We looked at Acts chapter 6, verse 1, where the first deacons were appointed. Acts chapter 6, verse 1, and it says, In those days when the number of disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring among the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily, daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of disciples unto them, and they said, It is not reason that we should what? Lead the word of God and serve tables. In other words, said we can't do everything. Amen? We can't take care of things like that. We got our main concern is to make sure you get the make sure you get the word. So we need you guys to pick some people to help us out in this area. Amen. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Then it says, Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you, seven men of what? Honest report. And what? Full of the Holy Ghost. And what? Wisdom. Whom we may appoint over this business. Business of what? Serving tables, serving the people in every possible way. Amen? In verse 4, but he says, but we will what? Give ourselves continually to what? To prayer and the ministry of the what? Word. This is the true ministry of a deacon. Amen? And God may call some of you to be deacons. I ain't getting no amens out there. Or deaconesses. There are deaconesses in the Bible. It is scriptural. Hallelujah. But it says, in the same, pleased the whole multitudes, and they chose who? Stephen or Stephen, whichever you want to call him. Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Our English teacher said Stephen. A man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And who? Philip and Procurius and Nicanor and Timon, Parmenius, Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they sent before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they what? Laid their hands on them. These were men with a servant's heart. These are what? 
men with a servant's heart. These were men that were dependable. These were men that were full of faith. These were men that were full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, say amen, somebody. They stayed prayed up. Then it says, these men were of an honest report. In other words, you never found them talking against the ministry. Come on, they weren't part of the ones, amen, that was causing an uproar in the, in the city that time. You never found them sitting down. They were always the first to put their hands to the plow and the last to leave when the work was done. How we know that people seen this in these men. That's why these men were even chosen in the first place. Because people seen these characteristics in them. Come on, say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. People seen that their concern was only to get God's business done and do whatever it takes to get it done. Come on, say amen, somebody. And the first two that they chose went on to do big things in the ministry. Both of them were what? Promoted to higher callings in the ministry. Well, look at Acts 6, 8. Look at verse 8. It says, and Stephen, full of what? Faith and what? Power did what? Did great wonders and miracles among the what? People. He became an evangelist. And he became the first martyr for the cause of Christ. But this man was powerful in the things of God. Look at Acts 8.4. Why? He was an honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Word of God, full of faith. Acts 8.4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the Word. Then Philip. Then who? Philip. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached what? Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto the things which Philip what? Spake. Why? Hearing and seeing the what? The miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with spouses, and that were lame were healed, and there was what? Great joy in that city. And once again, if you want to see an increase of manifestation of the Holy Ghost, you have to be a person of honest report. Come on, say amen, somebody. You must be a person full of the Holy Ghost. And you must be a person full of the Word of God. Because to be full of faith, you have to be full of the Word. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. And the question is, are you willing to do what it takes to make yourself more sensitive to the move of the Spirit? Let me say it again. Are you willing to do what it takes to make yourself more sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit? That's what prayer is all about, folks. That's what reading your word is all about. Amen? To do what? Increase you on the inside so you be ready and prepared to be used by God on the outside. Hallelujah. 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 But that takes you preparing yourself in what? Prayer and the reading of the? Prayer and reading of the? 
you can't slack off if you want to go to this level. See, everybody want to get to a level, a higher level in God, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get to that level. See, I don't know about you. I know Minister Walker, she's ready to take that level. Why? Because I witnessed how she prays. And she witnessed how I pray. Why? We want to go to that next level. But I have a hard time, even in ministry, I have a hard time finding somebody like me. I have a hard time finding somebody like Ms. Walker. I've been here 20 years. I have yet to see somebody even try to get to the level we're at. I'm talking real time here, folks. Nobody's willing to do what it takes. Where do you see us Monday through Friday? Where do you see us? Why do you think we're here? We're not any better than you. We're not any more spiritual than you. Maybe just because we see something you don't see. And we're trying to get you to that place where you see what we see so we can take you where we're going. Hello? Hello? I can sit here till you preach blue until I preach blue in the face to read even read your Bible on a consistent basis. People still won't do it. Pray on a consistent basis. Come to church on a consistent basis. You ask her. Ask it. Go to Southfield one day and ask them about Ron and Sharon. Ask them. Go to any of our searches outside of this church right here and ask them about Ron and Sharon. There's not a church the bishop has established have not heard about us. Not because we're already great, but the stories have been out of what we've, been, uh, we've done to do what it takes. Getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. And the question is, are you willing to do what it takes? How about it's time for us to grow up, folks? We want to move a God. We want to see manifestation and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. But it ain't going to come and use this laxity on. Do what you want, when you want, how you want to do it. Most of the time, if you listen to the Holy Ghost, you'll be here every day. If you listen to the Holy Ghost like you say you do. And everybody say, I hear from God. Yeah, you do. So how many times did God tell you to stay home? And then you lined it up with his word. 
Hello? Amen. Anybody in the church? Amen. Could I get the church mouth to say amen? amen. <laughs> we have to do what it takes to make ourselves more sensitive to the move of the Spirit of God. Because there are times when people have been in the church for a long time, they sit there looking like a doorknob while somebody else is getting receiving everything from God, and they've been here for years. What happened? I just don't feel like it that day. It's time to come up. We want to see too much. We want to witness so much. We want to see God do so much. Come on. We want to see miracles. We want to see signs. We want to see wonders. Are you listening to me out there? Or am I the only one who want to see that? But we got to come up, folks. We got to come up with an expectation. Come on, say amen, somebody. But go to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Let's stay in this zone. It said both Philip and Stephen were full of the Holy Ghost. And because they were full of the Holy Ghost, God used them to do great wonders and miracles amongst the people. Right? Don't get quiet on me now because I got on y'all's case. <laughs> Glory to God. See, God used them, but who was the agent working behind them? It was the Holy Ghost manifesting himself. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 states, Therefore we ought to give what? More earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them what? Slip. Don't let slip what you're hearing concerning the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because sometimes we hear things in the word of God, but we really don't take them on. To some, it just becomes a cute little message. And see, the things the Holy Ghost is trying to get to us to see, amen, we end up letting them slip away, and we never grasp it to the point that it makes a difference in our lives or in somebody else's life. That's why he says here, give them more earnest heed to the things which you have, you have heard. But if you ain't here to hear it, how you going? Hello? The word earnest here is the Greek word peristores, peristores. And it means more abundantly. It means more in a greater degree. It means more earnestly. It means more exceedingly. It means more above others, especially above others. It also means me. It means more frequent. Let me say it again. It means more abundantly, more in a greater degree, more earnestly, more exceedingly, especially above others. It also means more frequent. The word heed here is the Greek word proskeo, and it means to hold in mind toward 
or hold the mind towards. Hold the mind what? Towards. That is to pay attention to. It means to be cautious about, to apply oneself, adhere to, give attendance to, beware of, to take or give heed of, and to have regard of. And see, this is really how faith comes. By you what? By you being more earnest, taking it more to a greater degree than you have been, to pay attention and applying yourself to what you're hearing. Above all things, more earnestly, more frequently, holding your mind towards what you're hearing and being cautious that you don't lose it. Are you listening to me out here? Look at verse 2. For the words spoken by angels were steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? Let me read this from the Message Bible. You can put it on the screen. The Message Bible reads, It's crucial that we keep a firm grip on what we heard so that we don't drift off. If the old message delivered by the angels was valid and nobody got away with anything, do you think we can risk neglecting this latest message, this magnificent salvation? First of all, it was delivered in person by the master, then accurately passed on to us by those who heard it from him. But he said, you think you can get away and risk? Can you risk neglecting this latest message? All right, listen to me out there. Verse 4 says, God also bearing a witness, both what? Both with what? Signs and wonders. And with what? Divers, miracles, and gifts of the whole. Holy Ghost according to his what? Own will. Verse 4 in the Message Bible says, all the while, God was validating, validating it with his gifts through the what? Through the Holy Spirit, all sorts of what? Signs and miracles, and he, as he saw what? Fit. Well, how did he validate, validate his will in the earth? With gifts through the Holy Ghost, with all sorts of signs and miracles. Somebody say miracles. These are manifestations, folks. We ought to give earnest heed, taking to heart what we're hearing to a more greater degree and holding our minds towards what he's doing in the earth. Say amen, somebody. God is validating who he is. He's validating his will in the earth through manifestations of the Holy Ghost with gifts and all sorts of what? signs and miracles. Somebody say signs and miracles. Notice what Paul says in Romans 15, verse 8. Sign, anybody want to see signs and miracles? Y'all kind of getting kind of quiet on me now. I'm going to have to do a Father Abraham or something. I told you I'm only going to say what the Holy Ghost wants me to say. I don't, I'm, 
I don't care if you get offended or get mad or whatever. Amen. I love you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I can't give you tarts all the time. Sometimes you got to have some collard greens. <laughs> and some spinach. Come on, say amen, somebody. That's some okra. Uh, amen. Romans 15, 18. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient by what? Word and deed. Through what? Through mighty what? Signs and wonders. And by the what? Power of the Spirit of God. So that from Jerusalem and round about to Illyricum, I have what? Fully preached the gospel of what? Christ. He's saying the same thing. God validated his preaching through what? Mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. Come on. We're going to witness more and more of God validating his word. And what's being preached through what? Through mighty signs and wonders and by the power or manifestation of the Holy Ghost. I'm waiting for it. I'm going to see it. Come on, say amen, somebody. Turn to 1 Corinthians 12, 4. First Corinthians twelve four. Notice what it says here. Now there are diversities. The word diversity means distinctions of gifts. But the same what? Spirit. Or we're talking about the spirit of God. In other words, the spiritual, the spiritual gifts come by the Holy Ghost. Somebody say Holy Ghost. Verse five it says, and there are differences of administrations. But the same what? Lord, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. The word administration here is the Greek word diakonian, and it means services or it means ministry offices. Somebody say ministry offices. In other words, the ministry gifts are ministry offices. They all come by Jesus Christ. We know that by Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. Turn there. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. What's it say here? But unto every one of us is given what? Grace according to the measure of the what? Get the Christ. Verse 8. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led what? He led captivity captive and gave what? Gifts unto who? Men. Verse 11. And he gave some what? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and what? Teachers. Well, who gave these ministry gifts? Hey, Baba, shake here, more my ha, shake here, more my ha, ha, shake. We got to go back to verse six. Who gave gifts? The Lord Jesus Christ. 
Okay, we got to go back to verse 6. Hey, Mormasha, Kiko, Masha. I got to use my phone. This ain't hooked up. <laughs> go back to verse 6 on your screen if you can get that. It says, for one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto everyone is given to us the grace according to the measure of the gift of what? Christ. Christ. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high. Who ascended up on high? Jesus. Who ascended up on high? Jesus. Who led captivity captives? Jesus. Now who gave gifts unto men? Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> so who gives ministry gifts? God, Holy Ghost, who? Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 5. So once again, who gave, who gave these ministry gifts? Jesus. Jesus. God. Oh, I said Jesus because I said God. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> First Corinthians 12, 5, it says, and, it, and there are differences of what? Administration, but the same Lord. Who's that Lord? Jesus, thank you. Some people still hesitate to say Jesus. He shake, he And it says in verse 6, and there are diversities of what? Operation, but the same who? God was working all in all. Now he's talking about God the Father. The word operation here is the Greek word energema, and it means workings or operations. So all the workings and all the operations are under the control of the same God who is head of all. Are you following me out here? What's God doing? God's showing us the operation and the work of the divine trinity. You had the Holy Ghost, you had God the Son, and now you have God the Father all working together. Come on, but God's still in charge. Amen. He's still over the whole operation. Yes. Amen. Then verse 7 goes into details, and he talks, he singles out just the work of the Holy Spirit. He says in verse 7, but the manifestation of the what? Spirit is given to what? Every man to partner with all. The word manifestation is the Greek word panerosos, and it means to make visible. Somebody say make visible. Come on, somebody say make visible. So he's saying the visible manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man so that it can change their lives. Let me say it again. The visible manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man so it can do what? Change their life. Then he begins to list what should be visible manifestations of the Spirit of God. Or things we should be witnessing. Visible manifestations. 
Somebody say visible. What do I mean by visible? Things that I can see. Things that I can hear. Come on, say amen, somebody. Verse 8. For one, meaning someone may be operating in this gift. For one is given by the Spirit the what? Word of wisdom. To another, someone may be operating in this gift of the word of knowledge by the same what? Spirit. By the same Holy Ghost. To another, in other words, someone may be operating in this gift of faith by the same what? Spirit. To another, in other words, someone may be what? Operating in this gift of what? Healings by the what? By the what? Spirit, who is that? The Holy Ghost. To another, someone may be operating in the gift of the working of what? Miracles. And to another, someone may be operating in the gift of prophecy. To another, someone may be operating in the gift of discerning uh, spirits. And to another, someone may be operating in the gift of what? Diverse kind of tongues. And to another, someone may be operating in the gift of interpretation of tongues. But 11 says, but all of these worketh that one and the self same what? Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. I like the way God's word translated. I don't know if you have that. I don't know if you have that back there. God's word translated best when it says, there is only one spirit who does all these things by giving what God wants to give to each person. Why? Because the Holy Spirit doesn't work independent of God. Amen. Amen. Say it again. The Holy Spirit doesn't work independent of God. He works under the direction of God. What's he do? He validates God's will in the earth as we read. Amen. Somebody say he validates. validates. Through what? Through signs, wonders, and miracles. Somebody say signs, wonders, and miracles. Say it again. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Listen, folks. God wants us to witness visible manifestations of the Holy Ghost. But not only, but not only witness them to be a part of them. Anybody want to be a part of them? Come on, anybody want to be a part of them? Come on, he wants to use you to validate his word with manifestations of the Holy Ghost with signs, wonders, and miracles. Somebody say he wants to use me. Why? Because I am his. Are you his? You just sung the song. Come on, say amen, somebody. I am yours. <laughs> But go to Acts 10.38. Because Jesus was our example of visible manifestations of the Holy Ghost. As we know in Acts 10.38, it says how God what? Anointed who? Jesus of Nazareth with the what? Holy Ghost and with power who went about what? Doing good. Or we could say manifesting visible good by the Holy Ghost. Manifesting visible good by the Holy Ghost manifesting visible good by the Holy Ghost and manifesting visible healing of all that were oppressed of the devil for God was, for God was, 
In other words, God was controlling it all. It was all under the direction of God, validating his will on the earth with miracles, signs, and wonders. Come on, say it again. Miracle, signs, and wonders. Come on, once again, who wants to see miracles, signs, and wonders? Go to Matthew 8, 1. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We've been talking about manifestations of the Holy Ghost because God's trying to build your faith to start believing what the Holy Ghost can do. But if you don't know, you can't believe for it. Matthew 8, 1 says, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes did what? Follow him. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can what? Make me clean. What did he do? He wanted to know if it's God's will for, him, will for him to be healed. And Jesus put forth his hand and did what? And did what? Touch him, saying what? Saying what? I will be thou what? Clean. Jesus said, listen, I can show you better than I can tell you. Amen. Let me say it again. I can show you better than I can tell you. Because guess what? He touched him first. Did you hear me? He said, he touched him saying, I will be thou what? Clean. And immediately, what happened? His leprosy was what? Clean. What was that? A visible manifestation of the Holy Ghost that was upon Jesus validating God's will in the earth. Anybody here with me in this room? People seen the visible manifestation of the Spirit and they received the word, folks. Look at verse 4. He says, and Jesus said unto him, see that thou what? Tell no man. But go thy way, show thyself to the priest and offer that gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them because they were still under the law. Come on, say amen, somebody. But he said, let the priest confirm let the priest confirm that you received a visible manifestation of healing in your body. Same as somebody. Go to Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Mark 10, 46. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side, what? Begging. Now, we know this miraculous account, but I want you to center on the people that witnessed this visible manifestation of the Holy Ghost. It says he went to Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people. And a what? And a what? Great number of people. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, 
have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more great, great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And it got Jesus' attention and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto them, Be of good comfort. Rise, he called it the hypocrites. <laughs> and he, casting away his garment, rose. Because why? He knew this was his day to receive a visible manifestation of the Holy Ghost. He knew this is my day. I'm not going back the same way I came. He came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What were thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy what? Faith has made thee whole. And what? Immediately he received what? His sight and what? Follow Jesus in the way. That was the ultimate result of him following Jesus. He immediately received a visible manifestation of healing. He could see for the first time in his life. And think about it, the first thing he seen was Jesus. He said, I'm following you. <laughs> I'm following you. I'm not, I, I'm not taking my eyes off you. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Go to John 2.23. But think about it. Who all witnessed the, this visible manifestation of the Holy Ghost? It was the disciples and a great number of what? People, listen, God wants the world to see visible, visible manifestations of the Holy Ghost because why? In most cases, that's the only way he's going to get them to believe. John 2.23. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast day, many what? Believed in his name when they what? When they what? Saw the miracles which he did. Well, we know he was what? Anointed by the what? Holy Ghost when he did those miracles. What were those miracles? Those miracles were what? Visible manifestations of the Holy Ghost for the main purpose of them believing on Jesus. Are you listening to me out there? Look at Matthew eleven two. Matthew chapter eleven verse two. It says, "Now when John had heard in the prison the what, the what works of Christ, he sent two of the disciples." Did you hear this? Sometimes you got to slow down and read. He heard about these manifestations while he was in prison. He heard about these visible manifestations while he was what? In 
present. Listen, prisons are going to see and hear about the visible manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. And those prisoners are going to come out saved. They're going to come out filled with the Holy Ghost and preaching the gospel with the same manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Verse 3, and they said unto him, Art thou that he should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do what? Hear and see. In other words, I want you to describe in detail to John what you hear, and I want you to describe in detail what you see, what's visible in your eyes, what you've seen with your own eyes. Verse 5, that the blind perceive their sight, that the lame walk, that the leopards are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. They don't have to be Paul no more. In other words, these people had to hear and see it in order to go back and tell John what they heard and seen. They seen the visible what? Manifestation of the Holy Ghost. What was Jesus doing? He was going about doing good and healing all that were what? Oppressed of the devil by the visible manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, hello, Holy Ghost. Come on, he's here right now. Come on, he's here right now. He's here right now. Come on, he's here right now. He's here right now. Look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 22 as we close. Tell your neighbor, he's here right now. Notice we said here. Then was, brought, then was brought unto him one possessed with the what? With a devil. Blind and dumb. And he what? And he what? And he healed him. And so much that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. What are these? Visible what? What are these? Visible what? Why? It says for all the people were what? Amazing said, is not this the son of David? What happened? Those visible manifestations got people to talking. <laughs> talking about what? They start talking about the visible manifestation, and they talking about they start talking about who is this Jesus? Come on, say amen, somebody. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, if you say I got Satan, and I'm casting out Satan, <laughs> wouldn't his house be divided against itself? And his kingdom wouldn't stand? He said, If I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? <laughs> Take that, smack, smack, smack. 
Therefore, they shall, judge, they shall be your judges. But then in verse 28 says, but if I cast out devils, by who? By who? By the Spirit of God. Come on, if then the what? Kingdom of God has come unto you, folks. He said, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, he's revealing to us the active agent and the miracles that he performed. Was who? The Holy Ghost. He did it by the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that's in this room right now. The same Spirit that's in this room right now. Now, God wants us to see visible manifestations of the Holy Ghost. So if you need a visible manifestation of the Holy Ghost tonight, you need to come on up here. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, we look for visible manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Visible manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Because why? He confirms his word with signs following. He confirms his word, but he's, you know, it still takes your faith. Still takes your faith. He confirms his word with signs following. Come on, you've already, I went over the word with you. You heard the word. You've seen the word. We're talking about visible manifestations of the Spirit of God. I'm talking about visible. Visible. I'm looking for visible manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Visible. Visible. Visible manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. 